0: Oh well, good morning. Just felt a lot of good energy here this morning. Grace to you in peace from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And as we gather this day, we remember our baptismal covenant, having been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. Our gospel for today is from the 10th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It's enough for the student to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that it will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before men. My father in heaven, but whoever did not disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to earth. I have come to bring not peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to pray with me our Holy Spirit prayer and our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I thought my be a good place to start today is I want us to just take a moment to again center ourselves I think it's good that we take the time to actually center ourselves and remind ourselves why we are here and in whose name we are here and one of the things that I think we need to remind ourselves is that this journey this walk that you and I are on this pilgrimage on earth it's a marathon it's not a sprint and that's why we need to keep doing these things on a regular basis of centering ourselves and reminding ourselves, such as what I talked about with the youth today. You know, that's part of this marathon that we are on in our walk, in our pilgrimage on earth. And so, as part of this centering, I just simply want to again speak these words to you that you hear on a regular basis that we are gathered here in the name of the Creator whose image we have been made and the gift of life has been given to us, we gather here today in the name of Jesus, who is the incarnate Son of God, whose act of self-sacrifice and divine love, he died for the sake of all. And as Paul wrote, the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. He took on death itself and overcame death in the grave, being raised from the dead, in order that we too can share in that same resurrection life of His. And we also today gather in the name of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Advocate, the one who walks alongside of us and who lives in us. Simple, simple words, and yet just good, good words to remind us, to center us in who we are and this pilgrimage that we're on. I am curious. I have some questions for you today. Not necessarily questions to make you feel bad, or that's not the intent of the questions. The questions are just more of an opportunity to lay out to you another day to consider and to contemplate your daily walk with Jesus. So I ask you, how did you start your day today? Just think back to this morning when you woke up. How did you start your day? Did you have a baptismal moment When you woke up, were you brave enough? Were you brave enough to get up and actually go into the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror, bedhead and all, with all of my aging wrinkles and all of my my hair that's beginning to fall out more and more every day, and yet somehow I still have the courage to stand and look at myself in the mirror every day and to acknowledge that I'm a baptized child of God Did you affirm and acknowledge your identity with Christ? Affirming that you're a child of God, sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever, just as I did with the youth just a few moments ago, to take a moment and just simply make the sign of the cross on your forehead. Did you remind yourself that today is another day to live into the discipleship call to follow Jesus and to look to Jesus, who's our teacher, who's the author and who's the perfecter of our faith, did you entertain consciously or consider or contemplate that today is another day to take on a servant heart and to take on a servant attitude? To remind ourselves that one of the things that Jesus teaches us, that we, every day of our lives, we live into his grace and his love, and that that also means that we die to ourselves every day in order that we might live to Christ. And in so doing, that is where we find our meaning and our purpose in life. I also wonder, did it occur to you today that following Jesus and being one of his disciples is not necessarily going to be an easy path? When we look at the context of this passage today, these words that are spoken by Jesus, what he, he's he's early on in his ministry with his disciples. And one of the things that Jesus is teaching his disciples in no uncertain terms is that he is letting his disciples know that being a disciple of Jesus is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I appreciate what Reverend Janet Hunt, she's one of my sources that I go to on a regular basis to kind of get a sense of things in these passages about these teachings. She says there's a great deal in these words from Jesus today that are frightening and none of it sounds very pleasant and much of it promises to be painful and yet I know, she says, there is no choice. These are hard words before us. You know, one of the things that I have learned, and I'm sure I I would think if if you think about it for a moment, one of the things that we have learned from Scripture and that we have learned from other disciples of Christ, either people that we know personally or people that we've read about, we've learned that this path of discipleship, that it comes with a multitude of challenges and obstacles. Now, one of the assigned texts this week for this particular weekend is from the prophet Jeremiah. Now, we oftentimes at, you know, the praise band service at 10 o'clock, we normally only read two passages. Uh, During our traditional services, we normally read the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the gospel reading. And our assigned reading today from the Old Testament was from the prophet Jeremiah. And I want you to hear some of his words As he tells us what it's like to be a prophet, he says, I have become a laughing stock all day long. Everyone mocks me. I hear many whispering, Denounce him. And all of my friends are watching for me to stumble. You know, the Apostle Paul, in his pilgrimage on earth, he dealt with a multitude of hardships ridicule and even imprisonment for his boldness to give witness to the gospel. And I want to again just reiterate and, and share a few words that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. This gives you a little glimpse into his life and some of the things that he dealt with on a daily basis. He says, As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, "...hardships and distress, in beatings, imprisonment and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, hunger, but also in purity and understanding, patience and kindness, and in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truth, full speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left." Through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. This life of discipleship is hard, and it is difficult at times. And Jesus was letting his disciples know that being a follower of Jesus was not going to be easy. And as we hear these words from Jesus today, I think it's good for us, I think it's good for us, to put our lives of faith and our pilgrimage journey with Jesus, I think it's good for us to put our 21st century, our 21st century journey of faith, I think it's good for us to put it into perspective. And one of the ways that I think we can put that into perspective is by referencing Scripture passages like the ones I just did. And one of the things that I want to encourage you to do this week, even if you only do it once, just do it once, please, is I want you to go home and read the entire 11th chapter of Hebrews. It's called, it's referred to as the chapter, the faith chapter. And you're going to be reminded of people of faith who have gone on before us, who in many respects endured great challenges and hardship in their journey of faith with God. And one of the things that you're going to find very interesting is at the very end of that 11th chapter, you're going to hear these words. These people focused their faith on God and his promises. And this is the hard part. This is the really hard piece to hear. The end of the chapter, these are the words. These were all commended for their faith. And yet none, none of them received what had been promised. But then, there's a a statement there that I think we need to pay attention to. It says, God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Now, that's a hard thing to understand. And there are certain things about Scripture that are, are difficult for us to comprehend. But I think this is where, again, as I have said in recent weeks, this is where I think you and I are invited into And we are asked to live into this mystery of God and to accept it as mystery and to live into it for it's by the power of Christ. And this is the mystery part. It's by the power of God in Christ through the mystery of God's fulfillment of God's promise to them in the person of Jesus Christ because ultimately that's where the promise really comes is that the promise comes in the person of Jesus Christ and in his resurrection, that not only our redemption, but the redemption of all of those people that have gone on before us, all of those people that the writer of Hebrews talks about, all of those people that have gone on before us, even they themselves, their redemption is made complete in the person of Jesus Christ. That's part of living into this mystery of God. The most important thing that we need to keep before us in this discipleship path is to go forth with a promise and the confidence that we have a teacher and that we have a master that goes before us. And we know who that teacher and master is. It's Jesus who goes before us to show us the way. Early Christians were known as the people of the way and that's what you and I are. We are the living, active people of the way. And we have Jesus before, out before us, showing us the way. And we need to keep in mind that it's not our job to be above our teacher, but rather we are simply asked to be like our teacher. The resurrected living Lord of our lives, Jesus, invites us to live every day into our grace, into His grace, into His love and His compassion. And as I reminded all those young people today that we are to walk wet in our baptism, remembering that covenant promise that Christ will always be with us. And that this daily journey of faith with Jesus, it comes with a call. It comes with a call. Now that's an interesting thing too because I've said this before. There was a survey done amongst Lutheran Christians And they were were asked whether or not they felt a sense of call. And over over 60% of Lutheran Christians said they did not have a sense of call. That's an interesting thing to contemplate. And I want to remind you right now, today, that in this daily journey of faith with Jesus, it comes with a call. And that call is to die to self and to live to Christ. As Jesus so aptly reminded us and teaches us that the way that Jesus showed us is this, that it is in losing one's life for the sake of Jesus that we find it. These words before us today, they are not easy words. They are words that remind us that we are not alone in our call to discipleship and that Jesus is out in front of us and that he goes before us and he is showing us the way. And it is the way of the cross, And we all know what that means. It's costly. The way of the cross is costly. And so let us take these words from Hebrews 12, verses 2 and 3 with us in our walk of discipleship. And these are the words that I encourage you to take with you today. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy that was set before him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and that you will not lose heart. Amen. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Go forth from this place now, refreshed and empowered to do the ministry to which God calls you. Travel lightly, for you carry within you all that you need, and notice God's presence in simple everyday experiences. And whenever opportunity arises, labor for the good of all. And may the blessing and joy of God, our Creator, Healer, and Life-Giver, go with you today and always. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. And thanks be to God.